hear that, folks? That's the music. The puck is dropped metaphorically, and we're underway. Cool Button Hockey Podcast number 78. Mr. Craig Button, what a year it's been. It's not over, of course. We're into the silly season. What silly season topic? Draft, UFA, goalie carousel, coaches, interest you the most. Where do you want to start? So, so you're giving me the all all of the above options. Yes. That, you're, that's what yes. you gave me the all of the above options. Yeah. So, you know, it depends where you're at. If you're the Edmonton Oilers, it better be goaltending, right? <laughs> like, you know, bottom line, if you're the Toronto Maple Leafs, goaltending, goaltending, goaltending. And guess what? You don't have one right now. So depending on what happens with Jack Campbell, you better get one. So other teams are going to be in different boats, right? New York Islanders, offense. They need offensive. They're a really good defensive team, right? So when you look at the different teams, that it all depends where you're at. How, how big of a disappointment did you have? you know through the season in the playoffs st louis blues i would suggest they might be looking for a bigger defenseman oh josh manson josh manson you know think about their stanley cup year look at that blue line they got lots of good forwards they got a good goaltender so all depends where you're at right that that's what makes it so intriguing where you're going where you're going and you know what teams are going to make mistakes because they always do they end up making mistakes chasing the wrong players that don't fit their team and then they overpay them. And that's just part of sport. And this isn't a thing. That, and, and the mistakes aren't from lack of trying, but you better be careful what you get because once you have it, Bob Ganey, I'll give you a Bob Ganey quote. Sometimes we're disappointed that we don't get a player. Sometimes we're disappointed about getting a player. <laughs> well, let's start with goaltending. Let me set the goal tending carousel okay so we have those teams you mentioned spinning round and round again literally and figuratively so darcy kemper and the avalanche there is a theory that they're not going to pay kemper five times five that kemper will test free agency that maybe mark andre Fleury on a one-year deal comes to colorado Kemper's on the market. Billy Huso's on the market. Goalies who have contracts like Bobrovsky. Is this true? Half-price Bobrovsky to Edmonton. Would you want that? Simeon Varlamov. Islanders trading him for an offensive player. Leafs don't have a real goalie unless you want to count Peter Morazic at 3.8. Price is probably done with a swollen knee. So this, this goaltending situation, I think it's an important position. I think it's a very important position, Craig. A lot of these balloons are in the air. What can you see happening? Would you go after a Kemper if the Avalanche don't sign him? Well, it, it depends what kind of team you have. So why don't we just zero in right on right on Colorado? Okay. okay. Let's take a look at where they were at last year. And, and his cap, you talked about cap very well. You know the cap, you know situations. So let's talk about Joe Sackett. So he has Philip Grubauer. Oh, that's in a trophy finalist during the, during the 2021 season. Okay. And he goes, well, he wants this much money. Uh-uh, not paying him. What is he going to do? He goes and trades for Darcy Kemper, gives up a first-round draft pick, right? And now he gets Darcy Kemper, good goaltender. Colorado's a good defensive team, remember, right? They get him for one year. Does Darcy Kemper want big long-term money? Joe Sackick says, ah, I might cap's a big thing here. You know, I need Nathan McKinnon signed. I got Bowen Byram eventually coming out of entry level i two years time i want Devontae's. what i've learned and, and i have learned this 
if you're a team that is kind of down and you need a goaltender like a Dominic Hasek, that means your team isn't very good and, and you can do it. What you need is, is good, strong, reliable, consistent goaltending. That's what Darcy can. But you better not, you better not upset the salary cap apple cart because that's going to cost you. Darcy Kemper can help a team win if you're the right kid. Philip Grubar, great. You got his long-term contract. I'm not knocking Philip Grubar. So Joe Sackick knows he can go out and find goalies. You better be careful about overpaying goalies. You better be careful about giving them term because if you don't have good players in front of those goalies, don't matter. Like the Edmonton Oilers had some pretty good players in front of their goaltender, right? All they need but, is a all, all they need is an upgrade. They, but they, they they didn't have Colorado's defense though. Wait, they didn't wait, have Colorado's defense. All my point is they just need an upgrade. They just need an upgrade. They don't need they don't need Dominic Hasek. They just need an upgrade. Yeah, and I could see Kemper if he doesn't go to Colorado. He's 32 from Saskatchewan. Remember, he played a career high 57 games last year in the regular season. Had a very good regular season after a slow start yeah. and at a 9.21 save percentage. So yeah. if there's if if it's a five million dollar contract right? 5 million. And if that's too rich for Colorado, cause they can get flurry at four, one year at five and wait for Eric Johnson to run out. So that gives six more million that they can give McKinnon. Oh, when Eric Johnson retires next year, Nate, that six is your six How's 12 point. You know, I'm just saying how's 12.3 sound and Nate's taken care of and you've gone to, and then if you trade um, uh, Samuel Gerard, Right. And then you get create like, so there's options here, but the thing about where we're at is the better your team is, the less you need to spend as you're alluding to on goaltending. So the devils seem to want to move off, you know, their guys and bring McKenzie in a Jack Blackwood. Campbell. Yep. Yeah. Mackenzie Blackwood might be in play. Could there be a, like, so where we're here right now, it feels like there's a lot of smoke. Do you believe that they're, are goaltending fires. Do you have a guy that you, like, would you, would you get Bobrovsky at half price if you're Edmonton? Okay. So you have Bobrovsky at half price. Okay. Or you have Kemper. So you have two options there, right? You know, let me ask you this, Steve. Okay. You talked about Darcy Kemper. He's just won a Stanley Cup. He's from Saskatchewan. So, you know, geographically, you know, uh, you know, resume. And I'm not, I would never suggest this about a player, but Sergey Bobrovsky chose Florida. He chose Florida in free agency. So now Florida is going to go and say, no, we're going to move you out. Like you got to be careful with those types of things. Like, you know what? Players have to go where they're traded, but are you going to get a player that's going like, well, geez, now I'm not that Edmonton, I don't want to make it all about Edmonton, but he chose Florida. You signed them. And so now you want to dispatch. He had a good year this year. Sergey Bobrovsky had a good season, right? But, you know, remember they went and signed. They had to have Sergey Bobrovsky. Had to have him. Had to have him. Remember what I said about Bob Ganey? Sometimes not getting the player is better than getting the player. <laughs> Speaking of getting the player then, so the goalie carousel we just touched on, very sexy topic, very yeah. sexy. Yes. UFA. This isn't going to be 2016. Mistakes that were made six years ago still linger in the league. And I don't have to remind you of Milan and Kyle Oposo and Andrew Ladd and that, like, terrible – the math that year was a whole bunch of six and sevens times each other. Six times seven is 42. Seven times six is 42. La, 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 la. Oh, my goodness. Mistakes big time. This year, there's a great crop. Johnny Goodrow in Calgary or somewhere else. You mentioned Josh Manson. Philip Forsberg. 
They offer him an eight-year deal in Nashville, David Poyle. That's great, but we don't know what the number is. Well, if the number is seven, can he get more somewhere else? What's the sexiness of this group with some big-name guys? Nazem Kadri. Like, what's going to happen? Is Philadelphia going to say, Naz, we want to give you Claude Giroux's contract. We want you to come here. Craig, this is sexy. Where are you on the realism of the contracts and where these guys might end up? We're in the silly season, Craig. Okay, so we're in the silly season. That's great, right? Like, and I love it, right? Okay, so Philip Forsberg, what does Johansson make? 8.25? What does Duchesne make? 8.25, right around there? Forsberg's better than both of them. So what do you think he's taking seven? Like, give me a break. Not a chance. You know what? How about this? I'm going to throw something out to you, my dear friend, Mr. Coolers. I'm going to throw something out here to you. What about teams that have lots of cap space? You know, they might not be at that point of, 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 of being ready to contend, but they got some really good young players and they got some, and, and it's going to be a year or two before they can really start to realize it. What about saying Johnny, Nazem, and Philip? We're bringing all three of you here. You're going to be a line. Teams with cap space. Did the Arizona Coyotes think about doing that? They got some good young players. They got lots of draft picks. Would that not set them up? Like, you know, now, now your young kids aren't exposed. You, you tell the players, hey, we're paying you and everything. Just, just a thought. Well, you know, a team that's got tons of cap space and could make something quickly really good might be Detroit. That puts Larkin at the second line. He comes in under Nas and away we go. Like, I know or that's Naz not comes the in, NH or Nas or Nas comes under Larkin. Now you look, what I would say is, is you might have a, you might have a two, a two, a listen, if you got two top two, if you got two, you know, top uh, one, two centers, you might only be able to have two number two centers, but, but Nas is a two a and Larkin's a two a, right. I got no problem with that. I don't need to have one, but you're right. I mentioned Arizona. It's a different situation. I'm like, well, like, you know, the Sedins just went into the hall of fame and I go back to that draft. Just, I'm just kind of say, uh, uh, kind of going off on a side bender here. Everybody was trying to figure out how will these two guys play a part? How will Daniel look without Henrik? How will Henrik look without, how will they, Brian Burke was thinking, how do I keep them together? That's, that's where my thinking is. Now, somebody go, okay, Johnny, $9 million, $8 million for Forsberg, $7 million for, for – you add up the numbers. But 987 is $24 million for a top line like that? Uh, if I got room that I can do it, maybe that's something I'm going to look at. How would well, that – and you're right, Detroit, Arizona. Obviously, you need cap space. But those teams – I think Detroit's a little bit ahead of uh, – of, uh, Arizona. Arizona. I'm just, I'm just throwing out some thoughts. Yeah. Well, I look at it this way. If, if I'm Calgary and we get to the witching hour and Johnny Goodrow is going to leave and he's going to go to home, Philadelphia, New Jersey, whatever, or somewhere else, or Detroit throws so much money at him. He can't turn it down. Let's say I'm ready to pivot and bring in with the other Swedes that I have Philip Forsberg to, to stop that, early bleeding like if, if it's me right like what whatever's going on with Matthew Kachuk and you've already mentioned the prospects that are in the Blues organization and 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 there's one Jack Neighbors who's from Calgary so I, I like I might get creative to say here's how I'm gonna spin with you know it's got to be Pareko or it's got to be 
Jordan Cairo, and then we're going to pick another pro or, or whatever. This is GM week. I, I watched Shark Week on, you know, the Nature Channel. This is GM week. Some GMs are sharks and the other get bitten by the sharks. So, Craig, you've been swimming in these waters before. Some GMs will gobble, gobble, gobble. Others are going to be in trouble, trouble, trouble. I'm really, like, if I'm the owner and president, I look down and say, we'll support you. Like, we, you know, but we will have an exam or read your marks in six months and 12. And this is going to determine whether you get an A, a B, a C, an F, or a, a bye-bye. So don't give me excuses. You know you're at 82.5, and then 83.5, and then the 84 years up in the air, and then the cap could go, whatever. Don't give me excuses. You built your battleship. If the cannons don't go off, don't blame me. So are you aggressive? Are you not? Are you using your cap space? It's GM week. You like that? Like shark week? And some of them are sharks. Like, it's go time and show time, in my opinion. We're going to separate which GMs know or don't know what they're doing. Well, and and, and I'll add one more part. I, I, I think it's excellent, the, the way you talk about it. And they better know what their team needs. Like, if, you, if you're just adding a player to stand up and go, yeah, we added a player, you don't add the right player. Like, bottom line is, you better figure out. Like, what, what did Julian Breezebaugh come out and say? Yeah, we've talked to Andre Palat, Jan Ruda, and Nick Paul. I think Julian has a pretty good idea of what makes his team tick. <laughs> like, right? He, he has a pretty good idea of what makes his team tick. He's like, you know, other people might be, oh, yeah, we need to go. understand what your team is and then understand what can strengthen it. What can strengthen it? Like, you know, 1998, Steve, we, we won the President's Trophy in 97, 98. We lost in the conference final. We lost Joe Newendike. We looked at our team. We said, we, 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 need, we need a little bit more scoring. We were hardworking. We are good. We are strong. And we could score. We went and signed Brett Hall because that's what we needed. That's what we needed. We needed Brett. But we signed Patty Verbeek in 96 because that's what we needed. <laughs> that's what we needed. We signed Eddie Belfour in the summer of 97 because that's what we needed. So Patty Verbeek's different than Brett Hall. But we understood what we needed at any particular moment in time. And I think that's, you talk about Shark Week, that's where GMs, you know, get, you know, accolades. You know, the GM of the year award, I know it happens. It's saying, and it's all nice and dandy, right? If you want to vote for the GM of the year, look at this summer, look at last summer, look at the summer before, because that it doesn't happen because you got to the conference final. The work that the good GMs have done happened long before the conference finals. Time now for KB on Ice, an inside look at the NHL brought to you by our friends at Sports Interaction. Sports Interaction is Canada Sportsbook 19 plus play responsibly. Well, your uh, half-retired colleague dropped a bit of a bomb at TSN. Uri Slavkovsky or Shane Wright? I'm at Sports Interaction. I guess the bigger money would be on Uri Slavkovsky, but Shane Wright is still your guy. Where should the money go on the first overall pick? Well, I mean, I, I put my money on Shane Wright. And, and keep in mind that Bob does a real thorough job of uh, getting uh, input from various scouts around the league, I would bet that most of them aren't from picking in the top five. So you better take that ranking for what it's worth. And the Montreal Canadiens, if they do choose the Slavkovsky, they're going to get a really good player. But my money, Shane Wright. Minus 250, according to our friends at Sports Interaction, and plus 219 for the big Slovakian winger. 
Both will be very good. You can go one way or the other. That's what sports betting is all about. With the most competitive odds, Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out when you win. Join now and see what sports betting has to offer. Head to sportsinteraction.com forward slash cool button pod. That's sportsinteraction.com forward slash cool button pod. 19 plus play responsibly. Do you think in mentioning Patty Verbeek and then Nick Paul and Andre Palat, Blake Coleman, Yanni Gord, Barkley Goodrow, you know, have we put a greater emphasis or spotlight on, you know, the cement in between the bricks, these players, it's always been part of the game. The Claude, I'm not, I'm not saying it hasn't and the Bob Gainey's and the, you know, the checking centers. I'm not saying it's, it's, it hasn't been, have we put more of an emphasis on that now in taking a team from here to here? Has, has it come up more? I mean, you just mentioned, you know, like Nick Paul and Andre Pilat. Uh, we Pat for beat. We've talked about these guys. Is there more of a spotlight on them now, or is it just sexy because those guys have been so special in all these other Stanley Cups we've just witnessed with the construction helmet and work boot type mentality? You mean like Brian Rust, Nick Benino, and you know Andre Burakovsky in Washington. I'm going back to yeah. Washington, right? Like, yeah, you know, yeah. We know they had Ovechkin, and and we know they had Backstrom. We we know who they had. We know they had Crosby and Malkin. Try winning without Brian Rust. Try winning without Nick Benino. Try winning without Andre Palat. Try. Yeah, we know you have Stamkos. We know what you have. So, Steve, I, I would position to you this way because I love the way you put it. So you go by, you want to build a brick house and you, you got this great architectural design and you buy the most expensive bricks on the world, the most expensive bricks in the world. And you go, look at all these bricks we got. And if your cement can't hold the bricks together, that house is coming crumbling down. So there's some teams out there that have good bricks. Oh yeah. <laughs> they don't have cement. What if, the architect doesn't get the cement this year and the house does come tumbling down. As the song says, is there a new architect next year? Well, yeah, I always believe Steve that I believe this about coaches. I believe this about general managers. Here's your job. And I'll, I'll go with coaches. The coach's job is to maximize the abilities of the players and the potential of the team. And whatever that is, you, that's a coach's job. If the team isn't good enough, then you got to look. That goes to the management. The management's, the manager's job is to understand, okay, what does our team need? What do we need to add? You're managing the salary cap. That all goes without saying. But I believe that, you know, if you just want to judge it on wins and losses, you're going to make some pretty significant mistakes, right? And, and, and if you don't like it and you switch it around and everything – you know, you think about Chris Drury. Chris Drury was around the New York Rangers. They made a change with Jeff Gordon, right? I, okay, so that happens. But it, it wasn't like Chris Drury came in and changed the template of where they were headed. The, the GM wanted to make a uh, The owner wanted to make a change. I'm okay with that. But when you start just making changes without understanding what happened, like Jeff Vinnick wasn't ready to gut the Tampa Bay Lightning in 2019 after they got swept in four straight, he wasn't ready to do that. He said, no, uh-uh, no, I believe in these people. So to me, that's what you have to do. If you got a group and remember, you're always talking owners, GMs, you're always talking. And so 
if you once if you don't have belief in your GM, change them. If you don't have belief in your coach, change. Them. You know, I think the dumbest comment in sport. Well, he needs to win this game, or you know what? They might be making a. If, if you're at the point where you're thinking about a coach has to win a game to keep his job, you're not doing your job as a manager. It's over already. <laughs> Because you're already questioning them. And now one win is going to change your evaluation. If that's how you're evaluating, you're not evaluating. You're getting an F in my view. <laughs> well, it reminds me of the Montreal Canadiens. We had uh, Renaud Lavoie on. They were down 3-1 to one to Toronto. He's, or, uh, yeah, 3-1 to Toronto. He said, probably going to lose tonight. When they do, they're going to fire Mark Bergevin. Then, then they go on a great run. So either Mark Bergevin's really good or he's lucky. Like, if you're going to fire him, so they, they go on the long run, and then they end up making the move anyway. So you have to know, this is, a, like, it's a great story. You can't, you can't, you know what? I'm going to break up with my girlfriend after the prom, but I'm going to take her to the prom. I take her to the prom, and I really like the dress she's in, and she looks great, so I'm going to keep her. Then after the prom, I realized, well, she had a really tight girl on, and she looked good in the dress. So now, no, you either are going to break up with her or you weren't. So the Bergevin story reminds me of what you're saying. You believe in them or you don't. You're going to keep them or you're not. You're A magic sprinkle of dust or the magical mystery tour can't save what might be considered, I don't want to say incompetence. That's, 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 that's not fair. Not successful or someone you don't believe in, Craig. Yeah, I can't say it any better than that. And if you want to think that it's pixie dust that's going to save, like again, and 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 that's that's problematic all the way through. So evaluate where you're at. Evaluate what, you know what the job has been done, and and believe in your. You know, I remember when Lou Lamarillo, you know, uh, replaced Robbie Fedorik, and you know everybody. I mean, the, 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 I think at the time the New Jersey Devils what was it six seven games left. I think they had 100 points at the time. How can you do this? I know talking to Lou years later. He just said, hey, Craig, you know, when you make a decision, you're looking at your team, do you feel that where we're at right now is that the person at the helm can lead us to where we want to get to? And for Lou, it was the Stanley Cup. He didn't wake up one morning and go, I need to make it's time. You're looking at it over time. Lou made the change. Larry Robinson came in. They won the Stanley Cup in 2000. And, and, and Lou always reminded me of that. Lou always reminded me of that. you got to make decisions, but you're making decisions based on, on, on evaluation over periods of time. And what appears on the outside is something that's ir irrational or knee-jerk. No. <laughs> it's irrational knee-jerk when you say, well, he needs to win tonight to keep his job. <laughs> oh, okay. Steve, you need to make dinner tonight and make sure you have 12 fresh roses on the table and Diane's favorite rosé wine there, or it's over for you. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's funny because it's real uh, and, and true. Uh, we're on right until the end of the UFA period. We'll take you through the draft, free agency, silly season, all that stuff before a cool button hockey podcast does say goodbye for the season. Before we say goodbye for episode 78, it's time now for Final Thoughts brought to you by Ultimate Hockey Fans. Go to ultimatehockeyfans.com forward slash cool button pod to get our discount ceiling fans puck light fixtures. If you're an Avalanche fan, you can get a Stanley Cup edition. Craig, what do you have for final thoughts today? Two, two things. I say this, all, it's going to start with my comment. If winning was easy, everybody would do it. And when you look at the the long list of injuries that Tampa Bay Lightning had 
to try to win a Stanley Cup. When you look at the injuries that the Colorado Avalanche had to win the Cup, there's and you can look at the pictures, you can hear about the different injuries and everything. That is the descriptor. If winning was easy, everybody would do it. It's hard. And we just saw a great playoff run. But to get that deep, there's tremendous, tremendous sacrifice, will, and determination that goes into it. Just go look and watch what those players were prepared to do to win the ultimate prize in sports. Sounds like cement to me. They had a lot of cement <laughs> to go with those great bricks. Um, you mentioned 2000 and the Devils, a player on that team that they acquired from Vancouver, his name, Alexander McGilney. Alexander McGilney was left off the 2022 induction into the Hockey Hall of Fame. Not sure why, not taking anything away from the people that are already in or the people who got in this year, but Alexander McGilney to me is a Hall of Famer. Wow, what he did in 89 coming over, setting the tone for Russian players. Okay, that's fine. That's a feel-good story. But then what he did, he played. Yeah, there were times that maybe the give-a-rip meter wasn't as high, but he could play defense. He could wow you. He had the numbers and skill and everything else to be a Hall of Famer. He's on my list, Craig. Is he on yours? Absolutely on my list. And remember, it's the Hockey Hall of Fame, not the National Hockey League Hall of Fame. Just look what Alexander McGillney did internationally. Just go look at his record internationally, individually and with teams. I am 100% with you. He belongs in the Hall of Fame. Well said. Oh, what a fun episode for producer Bruce Bolton, who does outstanding work for us. Craig Button, I'm Steve Coolius. 78 is in the can. 79 next week as the silly season continues. Be good, be well. Happy Canada Day and happy 4th of July weekend.